March 15th, 2023. Grab your paper, grab your pens. It's time for the run sheets. I am Atrial Pearl, and it's time to get on the road to WrestleMania, to veer off the road from revolution, to get on the pathway to the multiverse of matches. I don't know. It's I'm here and Ella J's here. Hi Ella, how are you? <laughs> I'm good. It's also the Ides of it's also the Ides of March at two, Joel at two. Just kidding. It's also uh, MJF's birthday, so that it, it's a um, and tomorrow's three sixteen day, so it's a, a worthwhile week. And yesterday was Pie Day. It was. It's true. I, I had my pizza for dinner. Did you have some pizza for dinner? I actually did, but unintentionally. I didn't. I just had pizza uh, that we had in the fridge from a couple days ago. I didn't even realize, but yes, I did actually. That's amazing. So my. Uh, my wife at one point was like, you know, it's pie day. And I was like, oh, yeah. And she's like, we don't have to order in if you don't want to. And I was like, now I kind of feel obligated. <laughs> and we've been trying so hard. Like, I, I do a lot of the cooking at home. And, like, I don't mind it. I actually enjoy cooking. It gets my brain in a different creative space. So um, I was also having, like, a, a bit of a rough day yesterday. It was just a long, sleep-deprived day. So mm-hmm. anyway, we ended up with pizza. And, and I am not uh, regretting that at all. It was a good decision. So I'm glad we both had pizza. What kind of pizza do you gravitate towards? So I gravitate, there's, okay, I know that there are some people who are Canadian and listen to us and will probably think less of me for it, but we have <laughs> a brand here called Pizza Pizza. It's yeah. not It's not amazing I'm, by any means, it's not, but it tends to be the cheapest. We get one of the deals there that have like two medium pizzas and two toppings on each side. So what we do is uh, one has chicken and mushroom and the other one has either pepperoni or sausage and green pepper. I can I can't do spicy. We've already been through that though. I can't do spicy. Is the are you thinking because the sausage is spicy? No, you said pepper. Oh, green you said, pepper. You said green pepper. Green pepper. Not not pepper pepper, green pepper. Oh, okay. Yeah, my, my my wife is also not a spice person, so I get I it. I'm very plain when it well, I've already said this before. I'm a plain person. I have I'm very plain when it comes to my pizza toppings. Ninety-five percent of the time it's just cheese or like double cheese, extra cheese. Sometimes I'll get a little adventurous and do sausage, but other than that, I really don't gravitate towards any toppings. I have not tried pineapple on pizza though, so I can't give that one a fair assessment yet. But I'm usually I don't like a lot of toppings. I don't like a lot of the topping options. So I'm very kind of uh, selective about that. I am not a pineapple on pizza person. I've and I've tried it and I've never been. I just don't like the salty mixing with my Mm -hmm. cheese or my sweetness, you know? Mm -hmm. It's just me, though. True. I'm just a I'm just a plain person. Like when my because you know I'm plain. Sometimes my family will want to order pepperoni. I just take the pepperoni off. But then half the time it takes half of the cheese off. So it's extremely annoying for a a person who prefers like no toppings or only one topping. Really, it's just I can't. You're not a vegetarian, but no, you're not. A, well, no, I ask this because you're saying you know you pick off the pepperoni, and most people. Yeah. You know, pepperoni on pizza. It's it's pretty common. It's something everyone does. Like, why yeah. do you take off the pepperoni? I don't I don't really eat the pepperoni. It's not like the worst thing ever, but I just don't really like it. It's not like the worst food ever. I don't hate it, but I don't like it. Is there a food that like if someone doesn't know you and it ends up on your plate or in your sandwich or something that you would be like, yeah, okay, fine. I'll just eat it. I mean, I will eat the pepperoni like if it's like an awkward situation, but I don't prefer it i don't hate it you know i do like sausage on there that's kind of the only topping actual topping i'll kind of really eat um i normally i don't really get adventurous with my toppings anymore because i'm such a picky eater i get it i do and uh we opened up the floor to questions this week (laughs) from, from listeners and friends and our pal kate immediately jumped on it and asked, uh, what's your favorite flavor of ice cream and why is it chocolate chip? I, I assume she meant mint chocolate chip. Uh, Ella, what's your favorite flavor? No, well, she might have meant it, but she said chocolate. Uh, she said she- chocolate ice cream. I love chocolate ice cream. Mint does not go with chocolate, but to answer Kate's ice cream, chocolate is pretty high up there for me. I, I'm a chocolate lover uh, most of the time as long as there's no coconut or no mint in it. Um, for me personally, cookies and cream is my favorite. Um, or like 
like hot fudge sundaes are good. Like brownie ice cream is good. Cookie dough is good. Um, honestly, really, the only ice cream I won't eat is mint mint chocolate chip or mint ice cream. To be honest, I, I I, I'll pretty much eat any other ice cream. I I am a hundred percent with you on those choices. I was gonna say cookies and cream. That's my favorite. Uh, I I do like chocolate chip cookie dough or just chocolate yeah. just cookie dough ice cream. Uh, and also uh, another one that I like is pralines and cream. That that's something that I was turned on to a while ago. It's good. What is that? I've never heard of that actually. Pralines are kind of like a candied nut, but they're not nuts. Mm-hmm. It's but it's like a but it, they they kind of taste like a nut, but they they're candied. And then the cream is is usually like a butterscotch or some sort mm-hmm. of like creamy inside with it like yeah. not with the ice cream you have the yeah. candied nut and then whatever else is with the ice cream i love the i don't i don't know if they have do they have dairy queen in canada yeah yeah we do okay yeah i love i love their blizzards that blend like twix m&ms it's also kind of like the mcflurries at mcdonald's they have like the combines the candy in it those are always chef's kiss i love those too I have a DQ gift card in my wallet right now that was given to me like years ago. I got to use it. Probably expired. (laughs) No, because they can't can't expire the gift cards. It's illegal for them to do that now. Mm -hmm. But anyway, it's not illegal for you to follow us here at the Run Chief Pod. (laughs) We should probably talk about some wrestling because we're over six minutes in. And uh, we'll we'll get some more questions as we get through the conversation. Uh, Let's rebrand and let's talk about rebranding. Because the former Bella Twins have announced that they've left WWE. They've got a new show that's about to air on Sirius XM. And they are no longer the Bella Twins. Nikki and Brie are now the Garcia Twins. So talk to me about these articles that come from Fightful. And uh, let's let's talk a little bit about the rebranding of Nikki and Brie Garcia. Yeah. So, I mean, it appears obviously that their contracts came to an end with WWE. I assume it was like a legends type of deal because again, they haven't been in the ring very much at all since 2018 outside of, I think the, the Royal rumble last year, I think before that their last appearance was would have been the 2018 rumble, right? They were at WrestleMania 2020, no 2021. They were there at that mania to get inducted to and all of that, but really they haven't been on like WWE programming really. So, but they're preparing uh, for the next chapter of their life as actually yesterday at the time of recording this, they posted via Twitter uh, saying today we are, uh, well, they spoke with people saying today we are officially from here on out the Garcia twins, Brie and Nikki Garcia, or as you called her, Nicole, which I guess is her full name. And they said when it was time for them to renew their contract with WWE, Nikki said that it was just time to head into this new chapter. And they posted on Twitter kind of this metaphorical and literal door of uh, engaging into the next chapter of their lives. And like you said, yeah, they're getting a new show on uh, the Nikki and Brie show. They have their own podcast, so I don't know if this is going to kind of take the place of that, but they are going to have a new show on Sirius XM and other podcast platforms every Wednesday coming up. So again, I don't know if that's taking the place of their current podcast or if it's something completely different, but yeah, they also changed their social media handles and uh, it's kind of official. The, the, the Bella twins are out. The Garcia twins are in. So the last time that we saw the Bellas in the ring was the 2022 women's Royal Rumble. Yeah. Look at that article right now. And then, like you said, they were in the WWE hall of fame, mm-hmm. but in 2021, but uh, yeah, this this is a big deal for a lot of people who were fans of Total Divas and later on Total mm-hmm. Bellas. And, you know, for however you feel about wrestling, this was an entry point for a lot of people mm-hmm. who enjoyed reality TV, who enjoyed, you know, just the antics of what WWE's women were doing at the time and, and mm-hmm. the way that they, they scripted them for this particular show because reality TV is it's exactly what it is. Uh, regardless of that, you know, Nikki and Brie were advertised for Raw 30, Raw Triple X yes. as it was. And then they were pulled a week before the event to do other media, and they were clearly upset about it. They went on Instagram live afterwards and talked about, you know, how they were disrespected and so on and so forth. Do you think that maybe this played a role, or maybe they had already kind of given WWE notice or at least some sort of indication that they were going to be leaving, therefore WWE was like, eh, all right, we don't need you here. You know, I think they're at a point in their lives where they don't kind of necessarily need WWE anymore. 
Um, and that's not to say that obviously they're still grateful for their time there. You know, that gave them a platform to elevate their careers uh, and give them a path to explore outside like opportunities in like reality TV and elevate their platform even more because of WWE. So I'm sure they're grateful for it. But obviously, you know, like a lot of people, you kind of want to go to that next chapter. They're not actively wrestling anymore. I think at the end of the day, they'll kind of always be a part of the WWE family. Like they're Hall of Famers, you know, but they're not really active competitors anymore. So I think this kind of just naturally flowed, you know, as they're slowly transitioning away from wrestling. Again, it'll still be a part of them always. But there's life beyond wrestling and these two have had life beyond wrestling outside of wrestling for a decade now since total divas started in 2013 obviously then total bellas nikki was on dancing with the stars there's barmageddon you know uh they have their own podcast they've been on so many you know they have they've been on so many shows and have their own brand and literally everything so the world is really their oyster so i think this happened kind of naturally you know they're just going into the next phase of their career and kind of not closing the door completely, but creating their own identities as Nikki and Brie Garcia. And they have more freedom that way because I'm pretty sure that WWE still owns the the Bella Twins moniker. Um, so much like kind of Sasha Banks had to make Mercedes Monet, um, she, like she's looking to form her own path. I think these two are as well. Now you mentioned their next chapter and whether or not wrestling will be a part of it. Mm-hmm. Now, rumors are swirling. They were at AEW Revolution. They were visiting. Of course, we know that Lee is married to Brian Danielson. They are very close with Soraya, the former page in WWE, who is now a fully contracted AEW wrestler. What do you think? Is there a possibility that Nikki and Brie Garcia make their way to AEW in some capacity? Um, I mean, like they say, I guess never say never. Um, I just don't foresee it happening right now. It seems like they're pretty content with themselves outside of the ring. Um, they're, they have very filled plates, you know, their mothers, you know, um, they have all, they're getting their new uh, podcast, obviously. Um, I'm sure the, they're, they're having, they're hosting a new, um, dating show coming up on Amazon, um, there's, there's another show that's coming out about them soon, or there's something going on. Cause I just wrote an article about it like a week or two ago, but they're just doing so much right now that honestly, I don't think they just don't have the time right now. It could be like a one-off, um, or something like I said, never say never, but I think if they do go there, it's not going to be a long-term thing. I think it would just be like a pop for something, but it would also have to make sense. You know, I mean, to be fair, though, they are the Garcia twins now. They don't necessarily need it to make sense to get a pop. So never well, say never, but I something don't know. to add on to that. Yeah. Is that er, uh, uh, earlier, Nikki did go on Instagram live and say, we're not going to AEW. Yeah. So that is part of it. But who knows? Never say never, like you said in this business, right? Speaking of never say never, mm-hmm. we have someone potentially leaving Impact Wrestling. We don't know for sure, but Ty of Valkyrie has reportedly finished up her dates with Impact Wrestling. And this is according to PW Insider. And then later on, Wrestling Inc. picked up the story. Uh, Ty of Valkyrie is a huge get for anyone who brings her in. She has a ton of experience and a ton of charisma. She is, I, I can't say enough good things about her and the work she does. Uh, I would be sad as someone who covers Impact Wrestling on Fightful. I would be sad to see her go. But uh, what do you think? Taya Valkyrie, who then refutes the uh, the claims of her leaving, says, you know, it's all gossip. What do you think? Is Taya going anywhere? And if so, where could she be going? Um, I think we'll find our answers tomorrow because there's supposed to be a Knockouts Tag Team Championship, from what I understand, uh, between the Death Dolls and Kylan and um, Taylor Wilde, right? Yes, they're called the Coven now. Yes. Yeah. So I think tomorrow will be a little bit more telling um, because I don't know the results for that yet. Um, So I think it'll be more telling if uh, the Death Dolls drop the tag titles. Then I think maybe I'll believe it more. Um, But if they hold on to them, it kind of doesn't make sense for the report to say that. Um, because the report said that these last tapings were like her last. So obviously if she keeps the title, then I think that it's pretty indicative that the reports are false. 
Um, so ask me, ask me on Friday. I might have a better answer for you. But yeah, she wasn't really, she was not confirming it, but she also wasn't denying it too. She was basically saying that she's enjoyed the ride. Um, she says you're meant to be entertained. You know, I like we've talked about this before. We we kind of like to know everything, but she makes a good point. You know, enjoy the ride. She says it'll all work out in the end. So it's not confirming it. It's also not denying it. There's been a lot of claims that uh, Taya might be headed to AEW with uh, the TBS championship thing going on tonight. Um, obviously, if she doesn't show up tonight, stay tuned for tomorrow uh, for Impact Wrestling. Like I said, I think that will be more indicative of Taya's future in Impact. My feeling is... If uh, similar to yours now first of all i have to say this is probably the first time in a very long time that we don't have impact spoilers yeah <laughs> because they only reported the 25th they didn't report that sun nobody reported the sunday stuff i kept looking and looking my one site that i go to now has a bunch of video from someone who attended night two so like mm-hmm. i can kind of piece some stuff together but not a lot uh that being said you know i do think that there is some some helpfulness in not knowing it does make it a little more exciting and uh there's another thing too if death dolls do retain on thursday night Mm -hmm. they could still write off taya there's still ways to do that and they can still free word the title because that's what they were doing before Mm -hmm. taya and rosemary would would compete or any any combination of the three death dolls would compete in their matches so you could have taya leave and still be the knockouts tag champions that being said we're gonna find out i honestly Regardless of that, I do feel like the Coven is about to win those tag titles. We'll talk about why in a couple of minutes. But if Taya shows up on Wednesday Night Dynamite, which is uh, tonight as of our recording, uh, it's, I don't know. I I have a weird, Mm -hmm. I don't like it when wrestlers show up one place before they drop their finisher obligations in another place. We just saw AEW do this with Honor No More when they had the yeah. Kingdom join. And they did that in Toronto too, which is hilarious to me. <laughs> so the last time AEW was in Canada, they basically spoiled the the end of an Impact yeah. story, which like most people knew Honor No More was done and it was moving on. But like, it still kind of messes up a story. Yeah. And now so, potentially they could do it again by having Taya Valkyrie show up. In yeah, Wednesday. because nobody like this, the results for that Sunday show on the 26th. I literally kept looking and nobody had posted them. I just checked it out. We still don't really know, you know, that nobody. So that's the allure of it. We don't know. You'll have to tune in obviously tonight. Um, I don't really expect her. I mean, it's not out of the realm of possibility. I don't expect it to be Taya, but Taya would be kind of, I mean, a good surprise to Jade. Um, that would that would mean for a fun match. And I would hope, though, that if it is Taya, that you treat her as a legitimate competitor and give them some time. So, Tony Khan, if it is Taya, give them some time, please. <laughs> I said this on Sunday when I recorded Kate and Joel call it in the ring over on Fightful Overbooked. I said, instead of bringing in any of these women that have been tossed around you know mm-hmm. Lufisto, jody threat nicole matthews ty valkyrie instead of any of those women just have jade bring out some unknown scrawny new blood woman nobody knows and just beat her and get a mass amount of heat on jade mm-hmm. and then have an actual opponent show up and start talking about that person and build them as a credible challenger bringing out Ty Valkyrie and being like, Oh my God, it's so, or, or any of these women that we just mentioned and being like, Oh my God, it's so-and-so and trying to like talk them up to get a match mm-hmm. with Jade and then lose. It kind of defeats the purpose of bringing in any of these women. It kind of like sends them right to the back right after they debut them. So I would rather they kind of bait and, you know, bait us, but then also do the payoff after the match by having someone legitimate mm-hmm. show up and build to an actual match with Jade. What do you think? Jade has not wrestled in a month, though, so. That's fine. Hey, you know what? And she can easily just be like, mm-hmm. ha, ha, you thought I was, you know, that's that's the best Canada yeah. has to offer. It gets good heat on her yeah, because true, people are true. really cheering for her these days. <clears throat> true. Regardless, we'll find out tonight on Dynamite. Uh, let's move on. One door closes, potentially another one opens. We mentioned the coven. Kylan King has announced that she has signed a deal with Impact Wrestling. Very excited. I was talking to you off air about this. Kylan King is the 
is an athlete that should have been signed a long time ago to any major company, had deals with or, or some sort of deal with AEW at one point, uh, and then decided to test free agency. She moved around. She worked the NWA. She landed an impact. She has now teamed up with Taylor Wilde as part of the Coven. They have a tag team match tomorrow night airing on Impact, where potentially she could be a knockouts tag champion on her second night officially mm-hmm. with the company. Talk to me about Kylan King's interview with Steve Fall. I, again, I I was, uh, Kylan messaged me too saying that she's extremely excited for this. So I'm extremely excited for her. Like, she is one that I, you know, I've been singing the praises of for like well over a year now. You know, she had that run in AEW, you know, she, she did over 50 matches in AEW, but Obviously, no contract came about that. So she bet on herself and explored and immersed herself into the free agency market. You know, had a couple of other appearances in AEW. You know, uh, she was the CCW champion, women's champion in Florida. Obviously, she was been in NWA. You know, she made her way to Impact late last year. And now she's officially signed. So I am so excited for her. Again, we were talking off air, like you alluded to, that she's kind of, and she prides herself on being a hybrid wrestler. You know, she's obviously very athletic. She can be that powerhouse, but she can also be very technical, you know. So I'm I'm excited to see. Again, it's a really interesting pairing with her and Taylor Wilde. Also, like, that would be Taylor's first uh, championship in like 12 in like 13 years I think so that would be exciting too um, I'm excited I think Kylan I mean wherever Kylan ended up she would have been a wonderful addition but I think she's going to get the most ex- most time and I think true care in Impact Wrestling they're going to take care of her I, I believe that so I'm excited and I mean she's getting an opportunity like we said tomorrow for the Impact Tag Titles what would be a perfect way to kick off your official contracted, I guess, run uh, than to be a tag champ. I'm excited. Me too. And she's walking into an impact locker room that is filled with women Mm -hmm. who are top tier talent and she will learn from them and she will work with them. And the opportunities are endless with her. She has, like I said, she has every opportunity. She has the look, she has the athleticism, she has the abilities she's she's young and she's got a lot of a lot of uh, heads that she's going to turn because she's she's taller than most women yep. in wrestling she's very agile so uh we'll, we'll see where it goes i'm, I'm excited for kylan king me too and then, and then we we got to talk about the undertaker <laughs> no way i can segue this yeah uh, spoke to ariel hawani over on bt sport and said he has no aspirations to wrestle again and he doesn't want to become a parody well buddy i hate to tell you we're we're teetering on that. He also mentioned, by the way, that he's like, I don't want to bring out the boots and the hat ever mm-hmm. again. I don't want to be that Undertaker. So he came out as the American badass yeah. on Raw 30. Uh, talk to me about this. I, I don't have much to say because honestly, Undertaker, <laughs> we, we've seen, I've seen enough of him yeah. since he retired. He's doing the, the one dead man show. He is appearing on Arya Hawani's podcast. Like he's, he's everywhere after spending 30 years being absolutely nowhere in the media. Yeah. So, I mean, I feel like, you know, he seems to have wrapped up. I mean, never say never. He even said that, too. He said, you really never know. People aren't really ever truly retired, I think, unless you have like a career. Then again, even if you have a career ending injury, we've seen people bounce back from that. But regardless, yeah, you know, a lot of news came out of this article, uh, out of this interview, too. But I feel like, again, Undertaker for a while, we were like, this man is still going, you know, even after 20, 30 years. So it wasn't really until he had that final goodbye at Survivor Series a couple years ago that I think it really set in for a lot of people, you know, when he missed like WrestleMania, like he missed like he came back for the Saudi shows for a bit. So I think it's finally set in that he's like done, done for now. Again, never say never. Um, but again, like, like he said, he doesn't want to become a, a parody of himself. He says his legacy means something to me. He said, if I am on TV, I'm taking away uh, time from somebody else who is going to be on that road and is going to be relevant in five or 10 years. And I just can't do that. He said, I can't become a parody of himself. And yeah, I mean, he makes a good point. There's been a lot of, um, you know, despite a lot of people being excited for, 
Um, some of these returns of people who are quote unquote retired. I mean, he makes a good point. There's also the opposite side, whereas the the part timers coming in could take a take a moment or a spotlight away from a, a full time talent trying to break in. You know, has he considered maybe just becoming a coach? I don't know. <laughs> I wouldn't hate that. Just go to his the kids are still growing up, though. You know, I feel like he'll always be involved. But I feel like, again, I don't I haven't been to any of his shows that he's done. So I don't I don't really know. Um, but um, I would assume, you know, he's enjoying his time with his family. Not that, you know, he's obviously the latter parts of his career. He wasn't making really many appearances. So he had that time at home. But I would assume probably part of his big life right now is being a, a dad and a wife. Too. Oh, sorry, dad and husband. <laughs> no, no, dad and a wife is the way I want it. <laughs> That's the way I want it. Michelle wears the pants. <laughs> Absolutely. She wears those, those weird pants with the uh, the crosses all over them, and they're yeah. always sweatpants, and they say God is dope. That's just what she does. And Undertaker <laughs> is the one, you know, he's, he's listen, I am all for <laughs> Undertaker, the, uh, the house husband. Yeah. who does the cooking and the cleaning. I'll, I'll be frank. I do the cooking in my house. Mm-hmm. I do a good amount of cleaning in our house. That's fine. I, I, I listen, I don't walk around wearing an apron, but if the undertaker <laughs> thinks that it's more comfortable to wear an apron around the oh, house, I just want to imagine undertaker just like scrubbing down and like just cooking in his apron. Oh my God. He's trading in his coat for an apron. That's the news. That's the news. He's just like, <laughs> I need to scrub these toilets clean or I can't oh rest in peace. That's funny. Or he's telling the toilet. These germs like, are going to rest in peace. <laughs> Bye-bye bacteria. He needs to have a commercial. He could have his own commercial. Oh, God. He's going to get the, the Vincent can, Price treatment. Can one of these products sponsor him? OxyClean. He can be the new OxyClean guy. Oh, my God. OxyClean will help you rest in... Anyway. <laughs> I don't, I don't even want to go there anymore. Uh, but I'll tell you this much. Stacey Kidler is potentially going into the WWE Hall of Fame. It's a report going around that she is headed that way. We know that Rey Mysterio is joining the Hall of Fame officially. Great Muda is officially joining the WWE Hall of Fame class of 2023. Uh, and now, according to PWI Elite, it is, quote, 100% confirmed, though it has not been officially announced yet. Uh, a lot of people are then going around and saying, why Stacey? And I'll ask you that question, Ella. Why why does Stacey Keebler deserve, or maybe why doesn't she deserve a spot in the WWE Hall of Fame? Why not, Stacey? You know, I feel like especially during a time, um, you know, she came in as a Nitro girl in 99, um, when became a, a manager and a valet. You know, there's many different roles in wrestling. Yes, she did wrestle a bit, but she wasn't known for that. But she, there is other roles in wrestling that I feel like are really underrated, and, and that's managing. You know, I feel like Zelina Vega is a perfect one. You know, she doesn't wrestle much anymore, but she's one that goes out there and captivates an audience as a manager, whether you love her or hate her. And I feel like Stacy was that for a while, especially, you know, in the era of WWE, you know, as, as Beth Phoenix put it, they kind of had this, um, there was a demand for the, the sexual element during that time, as Beth Phoenix put it, and Stacy kind of encapsulated that. Um, so I feel like she kind of fit into that era. Um, and she made herself very versatile. She obviously was a manager for like the Dudley boys test so many people. And she did, she actually had, I mean, she was involved with Vince McMahon for a while. Um, and she made herself really versatile. She took, she took everything that she had and made the most of it. So why not? I mean, there's been women in the WWE hall of fame, a, Tori Wilson, where Stacey, we last saw Stacy kind of inducting Tori Wilson. Tori was never a women's champion. You know, granted, Tori wrestled more, but Tori also had some similar things where she was kind of fitting into that that model archetype that uh, Keebler was. And, you know, um, so why not? I feel like during her time where, you know, rest the, the wrestling aspect wasn't as valued as it is nowadays, she fit into that era and maintained her popularity. So why not? Can I tell you a story? Sure. <laughs> it's the night after WrestleMania 18, which was in Toronto. Mm-hmm. And they were in Montreal for Monday Night Raw. Stacy was accompanying the Dudley boys down to the ring. And 
you know, remember when people used to sing that, hey, Bailey, I want to know if you'll yeah. be my girl in the, in the UK? Did they do that for Stacy? They did it for Stacy. And this was in 2002. Mm-hmm. That alone, like, this is kind of a snapshot of what of why she deserves to be mm-hmm. put in the Hall of Fame. She was loved by everyone. She was very popular. And she, at the time, was accompanying, you know, arguably one of the best tag teams in wrestling mm-hmm. ever. And at the time you know, one of the most over tag teams in wrestling and they were chanting for Stacy. Mm-hmm. She, she was very good at her job. And you know what, in this case, listen, she, she got by mostly on the fact that she is a beautiful woman mm-hmm. who was in the world of wrestling and that's okay. In, in the time that she was there, that was the part she was playing yeah. and she did it well. I'm not going to sit here and tell you, you know, Oh, she should have been women's champion. She should have had this. No, managers valets whatever you want to call them they can be in the hall of fame they are in the hall of fame and for stacy to be inducted she does have a place in that that world so i think it's useful to have her there and like you said she inducted tori wilson in 2019 Mm -hmm. so like usually when someone inducts somebody else into the hall of fame that person's induction is not far behind yeah and here we are looking a few years later at Stacy Keebler potentially joining the Hall of Fame. And that's fine with me. I, I stand nothing to say, you know, oh, she doesn't deserve it. What the hell is that going to do for me? What does it do? Anyway, <laughs> let's, uh, let's move on. Stacy joining the Hall of Fame, though, is exciting. I, I'm, I'm happy for her. I hope that, uh, that it does come to light because it'd be good. Um, what's also come to light lately is Bray Wyatt being sidelined with a, quote, physical issue per WWE sources. This comes from uh, FIFA Select. Five bucks a month. I'm not going to show them, but uh, if you want the news before the aggregation, the aggregators get to it, you can get it from here. Uh, Wyatt's not been around. He hasn't been wrestling on house shows. He hasn't. He wasn't at MSG this past weekend for a uh, house show appearance. Uh, hasn't been on SmackDown. Hasn't been on Raw. His match with Bobby Lashley seems to be up in the air. What are we doing, LJ? Where the hell's Bray Wyatt? And is he coming back? Oh my God! Should we panic? I mean, he's been dealing with a finger injury since December-ish. Um, like, you you saw that thing that... Was it a finger? Yeah, it was his finger. Was it? Yeah, yeah, yeah it was his I finger. Even, I don't even know anymore because when he yeah. came back, he was wearing a knee brace, too. So oh, Yeah, so he's. it seems like he's dealing with multiple things in addition, like another thing in addition to his finger. So, I mean, yeah, like Fightful Select reported, you know, there was the rumor that he was leaving, which turned out to be not the case anyway. It's just it appears that he's injured. I feel like, I don't know, it could be creative stuff. There was that weird stuff with Brock Lesnar going on and uh, Brock didn't want to work. Uh, with Bray, I think it was. So obviously they went forward with Omos and Brock instead. You know, they were just getting the the seeds planted for Bobby and Bray. Um, But obviously nothing came about on Monday Night Raw for that. Um, So I don't know what's going on. Bray, again, has only wrestled on a couple house shows since the Rumble. And he's only otherwise appeared really in backstage segments or like spoofing Bobby Lashley. So he really hasn't wrestled. He literally hasn't wrestled on television since um, since the Rumble. So I don't I don't know what's going on. But if 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 Bray's out of mania, they're going to have to pivot really fast to figure out Bobby, the Bobby Lashley situation. They in Montreal ran a dark match after SmackDown of Bray Wyatt versus L.A. Knight. Mm -hmm. And it was a quick maybe five, six minute post show thing and it was in and out pretty quickly bray didn't do a lot but you know and i think he i don't even think he did the sister abigail i think he ended it with a choke slam through a table on la night if i remember Mm. correctly uh and then he was doing those matches leading up to when i saw it in montreal past that on house shows lately it's been la night versus somebody Mm. and then that somebody would beat la night in like seconds LA Knight would take the mic and be like, I wasn't ready. I wasn't ready. And then someone else who was a bigger name. So KO, for example, in Toronto came out during a house show and it ended up being LA Knight versus KO after LA Knight was beaten by somebody else earlier in the night. Long story short, like that's kind of what they pivoted to. And uh, they did the same thing in Madison Square Garden where LA Knight came out and did the thing. And he was supposed to have a match with with, with Bray Wyatt. It wasn't like it, it wasn't announced in the building that Bray Wyatt wasn't mm-hmm. going to appear. It was just 
Ellie and I came out and did what he's been doing on all the other house shows lately. Uh, we don't know what's going on with Bray. It's also very weird in terms of the storytelling where they were going with this Uncle Howdy and Bray Wyatt stuff. Yeah. Suddenly they're friends. Then they're not friends. The rumor for the longest time was Bray Wyatt versus Uncle Howdy in a match mm-hmm. at WrestleMania. And but then Bliss being that. gone doesn't like help that either. Yeah, so, so we don't know where he is or what's going on. I mean, hope for the best. I hope he's okay. Hope he heals up well. And uh, maybe once he's back, we start seeing a little bit more cohesive storytelling with whatever Bray is doing. We'll see. Whatever that means. Speaking of cohesive storytelling, uh, Kate asks another question that I think is worth asking. What do you want to see happen on the Raw after WrestleMania? Um, that it's better than last year. <laughs> Low bar. <laughs> I I was there like I you know there was all this hype you know the raw after mania is the best raw after the year you know the opening segment was great because Cody had just come back um but honestly after that opening segment with Cody the rest was just like so honestly my expectations this year are low just after seeing my first raw after mania last year it's like I just want it to be better I don't what I want to see happen um Cody Rhodes get his shining moment after being crowned the undisputed WWE Universal Champion. You know, I want to have a, a huge celebration for Cody after that happens. Um, I don't know what's going to happen between, between Bianca and Asuka, um, but I mean, I feel like we're going to be getting at least some new champs. Um, yeah, I think so too. The, the Cody, the Cody Bration is going to be a big deal. Yeah. Uh, if, uh, if anything, I would wait. I wouldn't open the show or I I would bookend the show with it. I would yeah. open with it and then maybe do something in the third hour mm-hmm. or going into the third hour where we set up his next opponent. Yeah. What do I want to see happen? Cody, that, that Cody Rhodes celebration. The rest, I'm like, I need to get through Mania first to even have an idea. And we don't even know the whole Mania card yet. So um, I would think that Logan Paul would be there. I don't again. I don't know who's going to win between that. I would think that he would be there in something. Um, you know, I just want some like shock value, you know, I, I want to, I am expecting the Cody Rhodes thing, which is going to be like a feel good moment for like me personally. Um, but I want to also see that shock value. We didn't really get any shock value last year, like at all, you know, other than like uh, Elias returning as Ezekiel. That was just like weird. You know, it was surprise, a little bit of a surprise, but it was just like weird. (laughs) And I'm curious because we've talked about whether or not they would do any NXT call-ups. I think they will. Yeah, and I've also sure. mentioned that like Triple H, Paul Levesque is, you know, a student and a product of mm-hmm. the Raw After Mania world. Mm-hmm. So I think for him, he would want to make that a thing again, make it a big party, bring out some big moments and some big stars. Mm-hmm. At the same time, there are a lot of Raw. wrestlers that are on the injured reserve that could be coming back at this point. You can bring sure. back the OC with AJ Styles, you know? Oh, yeah, yeah. There are, there are people who are on the shelf or just not on TV that could come back and make a big impact. Uh, we'll see what that is. But I think Raptor Mania, we'll see some some new faces, some returning faces, the big Cody celebration, yeah. and Karrion uh, Cross confronting Cody Rhodes. <laughs> then we're going to go to Puerto Rico for that big match. Karrion well, Cross, you know, he might not face Cody. It's possible he could win King of the Ring. <laughs> King Cross? Yeah. I don't hate it. King Karrion Cross. <laughs> I just though, gave him an idea. I hate I myself. Know, I don't think you can do that, though, because King Karrion Cross is going to make a lot of people Oh, talk. yeah, that's a good point. That's I would rather King LA point. Knight. Yeah. That's a good point. I've, and by the way, the Raw After Mania, I want to see LA Knight come out and be you like, know, I, beat, I beat Stone Cold Steve Austin. Yeah. You know what? You know what I kind of want? I kind of want LA Knight and Seth Rollins. Oh, I'm fine with that. That'd be a great little feud. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm fine with that. that. We'll see what happens. I mean, Raw After Mania is good. SmackDown After Mania is going to have a, a yeah. lot of stuff happen. I think, honestly, if you want to replenish, or at least you, you got three hours on Raw. So you my can- bar is pretty low, to be honest, compared yeah. to last year. My bar <laughs> has been lowered. And again, they have been kind of diminishing Raw After Mania for the last three or yeah. four years, yeah. which honestly kind of makes sense. I get it. Uh, and dealing with who was in charge of creative at the time, I yeah. I understand why it happened. And that's also literally four nights of back to back to back to back action. So yeah, because you have SmackDown night one, night two, and then Raw. So like, and then you have NXT after. So like, I get it. So let's jump into a little bit of TV talk, a little bit of Raw talk. Uh, Brock and Omos had 
their segment. Mm-hmm. Uh, we had some people in the internet wrestling community. Well, really, the, the media personalities said, oh, this is a Vince McMahon segment. I smell it from a mile away. Well, I don't think so. I just think it was a dog shit segment. But I really re- I was entertained. I was. I, I you know, it was it was simple but effective. You know, I feel yeah. like, you know, I know, feel like more and more each week. Um, I'm not hating this like match as much. Initially, we were like, why is this match happening? But then, you know, like MVP sold it to me after he pitched to Brock Lesnar. You know, each week I'm slowly I still think Brock's going to like kick Omos's butt and win. But I'm slowly getting more into this match. I'm not going to lie. And here's the thing about WrestleMania. WrestleMania is not uh, every match is a 20 to 30 minute. Yeah. You got to have those four to five minute sprints or those 90 mm-hmm. second shock matches. Mm-hmm. And I think going back to what do we want to see happen on the Raptor Mania, we'll see the, the re- re-envisioning and reincarnation of the Hurt Business and Omos will be mm-hmm. a member and MVP oh, will bring the boys back and they'll stay and they'll be like, we beat Brock Lesnar. And people are going to be like, yeah. you." Does this Omos, hurt business include Bobby? It could. I, I don't I, see Bobby and Omos as they say coexisting. Well, that's a story for later down the line. Fair enough. Fair enough. Or, or a story that you can tell within the first little bit mm-hmm. is, you know, not just can they coexist, but really can they trust each other? Is yeah. there, you know, is there cohesiveness or is this a volatile group? Whatever it is. Or maybe they put bygones aside and they're just like, you beat up Brock. I respect that. Who knows? But that's kind of where my brain is with that. Uh, let's move on. We've got uh, Rey Mysterio and Dominic. Rey Mysterio getting that Hall of Fame nod. Mm-hmm. And now Dominic Mysterio confronting Rey. And every single week, Rey Mysterio mm-hmm. just says, I'm not going to fight you, son. What do you think of this <laughs> thing? Is this like, are you are you enjoying the build? Is this something that you look forward to happening at WrestleMania if they do a match? What are you at? Where are you at? I think at this point, you know, I think it was um, somebody was talking about, you know, like because Rey Mysterio's induction, you know, he deserves it. But I also have that fear that they're going to use that as a launching pad to the WrestleMania match. So my fear, I think this match is going to happen, but I feel like they're going to this. I don't feel like this match is going to be announced until SmackDown or the Hall of Fame, like the day before. Because I just I just have this fear that up until this Ray's gonna be like, no, 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 and it's not gonna be until Dominic ruins or interrupts his Hall of Fame speech, you know, which he deserves to have that moment, but I fear it's gonna be part of the storyline when I feel like it shouldn't be personally, because I feel like the Hall of Fame is and this is just me speculating, it's possible this doesn't even happen. But I feel the Hall of Fame is supposed to be, you know, this this moment kind of outs it in and out of Cafe, but it's supposed to be more an honoring moment where you don't get these storylines intertwined but i I, ha- I have an inkling that dominic you know is gonna they're gonna be like oh we can use this as a launching pad the catalyst of ray finally saying yes to beating his son down after disrespecting his hall of fame induction again that's far from confirmed if anything but um that's how i foresee them going unfortunately dominic's got to take it too far yeah. he hasn't yet he keeps yeah, i mean it would but it's it's also kind of like I get, I get why they would do that. But it also, you know, I want to raise Hall of Fame speech to be what he deserves, you know. But also, like, it just proves Dominic's point at that, at yeah. that point. He comes out on Monday and he says, you were never there for me. You were too busy with work. And yeah, he did the, the Mercedes M-Class, the BMW whatever put that aside the rest of the promo was really good because it was about a wrestler's son who was upset with his dad Mm -hmm. putting wrestling ahead of his family life and i get that now if dominic has to come out and be like you won't face me so i'm gonna ruin your night and then ray mysterio is like fine i'll fight you that kind of makes it true what dominic is saying that ray always put wrestling first so like that's a good point they're pointing, they're, they're painting themselves into this weird mm-hmm. corner that they have to get out of. And also, like, you can't do something where Dominic goes too far again, and then the cops are like, you want to press charges and throw him back in jail. And then Ray's like, no, I want to face him one-on-one at WrestleMania. Yeah. Like, you can't do that either. So something's got to happen on TV that gets us to the match that isn't, like, proving. I, I, you're, right. It's going to be, it's going to be a whole fame, man. I don't disagree with you. I just really hope they think think it through and how it looks when you had 
the son of the wrestler be like, you didn't care about me as much as you mm-hmm. cared about wrestling. And then the son of the wrestler coming out and being like, prove my point. And yeah. we're supposed to do the son of the wrestler. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Regardless, that's where we're at there. But I still love, listen, Dominic's doing incredible work yeah. with the microphone. He's getting better and better. I, I, I can't tell you anything more. I think it's good. And uh, let's let's round off the Raw Talk with uh, Cody and Paul Heyman promos. Cody gave a very impassioned speech while sucking wind after a match with LA Knight. That was really good, by the way. Uh, basically, he is he's ready to acknowledge Roman as long as Roman acknowledges him. And Paul Heyman later on, a little bit distraught, a little bit disheveled, tells us that Roman Reigns will be on Raw next week. First time mm-hmm. since Raw 30. Uh, what do you think of this build? And uh, what do you think of uh, Roman... Uh, being on Raw next week. I'm interested because, you know, we saw like, was it, was it Raw 30? No. That was the, that was the tribute. The, uh, not the tribute, the, um, the Sammy story. The, 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 you know, they put him on trial. No. Roman's been to Raw before that because they had, was, or was that on SmackDown where they had that, the Roman laid down the title belts? Was that on SmackDown? That was on SmackDown. That was Cody's was first SmackDown. time on SmackDown. Okay. 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 <laughs> I feel like that moment was the first time in a while that we saw like actual genuine emotion in Roman Reigns, like respect because more so with the bloodline, you know, we've seen like gaslighting Roman Reigns, you know, he, ha- he's so like man- manipulative and stuff like that. But I feel like that time with Cody was the first time that he actually showed like respect to Cody. It seemed genuine and he wasn't like this maniacal, like gaslighting. So I'm interested to see if we see more of that authentic Roman where he, you know, he's supposed to be this big brooding, but he has somewhat of respect for Cody Rhodes. So I'm interested to see, I'm personally more interested to see what kind of Roman reigns we're going to get is, are we going to see the return of the gaslighting kind of manipulative, cocky tribal chief, or are we going to get a a little bit more behind the curtain of more of a, a Roman, like, seeing showcasing some vulnerability so i think i'm most interested in that at this point yeah yeah there's a lot going on right now because roman's world is it's not crumbling around him but it's being tested at every turn yeah i I feel like more and more we're getting to see roman more vulnerable um is what it is you know he more 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 human you know because i feel like that time on smackdown he seemed like really genuine that he actually respects cody you know he's not this like snarky tribal chief you know he he kind of toned it down a bit yeah so i'm looking forward to uh what happens in part two of roman and cody face to face yeah because there's something in there 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 are little strands that we're starting to pull at Mm -hmm. and as we get closer to wrestlemania i i don't know i I know that there are certain people who are a little down on the build, but I kind of like the fact that these two aren't touching. Yeah. I, I also like don't it's like what else can you do though on this build, you know? I feel like they what else can you do is the thing, you know, Paul Heyman already made the shots. Now it's you know, they they had that one they had that face to face on SmackDown. I honestly don't know what else you can do, and that's kind of scary because we still have what, one, two, three, five TVs left. Roman's probably only going to be there for two of them. Um, but I don't know what else they can do, to be honest, to lead into it. To I mean, we're all anticipating this, but uh, what else can you do? <laughs> Have Cody go after Paul Heyman. I mean, that would be something. But Cody's been this, you know, this good baby face. Inevitably. Uh, unless you bring um, unless you bring Brandy, that would make it really interesting. <laughs> You could do that. I don't know if that's a, a road to or a night after WrestleMania or like at WrestleMania thing you do. Mm-hmm. I feel like Brandy is a good WrestleMania payoff. Where yeah. like she comes down during the match when Paul gets a little too involved. Yeah. You know, I think that would get a big pop out of people because they know who she is. Yeah. Uh, and on top of that, inevitably you have to have the six man tag Cody, KO, and Sammy versus the Usos and Solo Sokoa. True. First, we need. Uh... KO to get back in good with Sammy. First, we need KO to, you know, forgive Sammy and all of that. So we need to get to that build of KO and Sammy versus the Usos first. You know, the the seeds are there for 
Sammy versus the Usos, but now it's up to Sammy to convince Kevin. Or as we've seen, Cody seems to be trying to convince Kevin. Um, but obviously Kevin was like, I don't want your help and I'm not going to help you. So, um, But obviously he got beaten down on Raw this past week. So will it, will Cody Rhodes be the one to kind of convince uh, Kevin? That's obviously still yet to be seen. Um, but first we need to get uh, KO and Sammy back together first. The American Nightmare thinks he's the Canadian moderator. I Maybe. respect it. But we'll see. <laughs> he's, he's definitely trying. Like you said, we see it in the background. He's he's trying to get mm-hmm. KO to at least do it. And he's trying to confront Sammy mm-hmm. and be all pally pal with him. Who knows? But I think that six-man tag is, is on the horizon mm-hmm. going into WrestleMania. Let's shift gears. Let's talk about AEW for a minute. They're in Winnipeg, Canada tonight, mm-hmm. a place I've never been, thankfully. Uh, <laughs> we call it Winterpeg here because... You can figure out why. For the AEW International title, it is no longer the AEW All-Atlantic Championship. It is the AEW International Championship. Jeff Jarrett faces Orange Cassidy. Mm-hmm. Last time this title changed hands, they were up here in Canada. Ooh. Are we looking at Jeff Jarrett, the first ever AEW International Champion? I mean, crazier things have happened. I mean, I don't rule it out because it's professional wrestling. And if anybody would do it, I I think it would be Jeff Jarrett. If he does win it, he's not going to have the title for long, though. He might lose it by Rampage, to be honest. Um, But I'm this is going to be interesting one because these two are like they're not quirky, but like. They're not your stereotypical characters. You know, Jeff Jarrett is like the guitar slinging, you know, the people like to boo him. But he's also not, he's one, he was not afraid to have fun and have those like fun, those fun, entertaining moments in there. And Orange Cassidy is the perfect opponent to do that against. You know, he he's, I don't know, I just don't even know how to describe Orange Cassidy. These two aren't your stereotypical, like really serious, serious wrestlers. So I think this one is going to be an interesting mesh of characters. Yeah, exactly. And on top of that, we know they can both go. Uh, at least we know Orange Cassidy can. Jeff Jarrett becoming the international champion comes with the possibility that Jeff Jarrett calls it accidentally the AEW Intercontinental Championship. Oh, my God. <laughs> to be if- fair, Jim, Jim Ross still calls people by their old names, so. It's true. But on top of that, I, I kind of pulled out the stat the other day. Jeff Jarrett in Winnipeg had five matches and went four and one. I think he's going to go uh, four and two personally. But I again, I don't rule I don't rule it out. I kind of want to see Jeff win only because I want to see the Twitter implosion. That's what I'm here for. Uh, for the AEW Trios Championship, there's a three-way going on. House of Black, who are the champions, taking on the Elite and Jericho Appreciation Society. Jericho Garcia Guevara are going to be the three on that team. Uh, Jericho and Omega in the same ring, in the same match for the first time mm. in quite a long time. That's a lot true. of people really wanted that as a one-on-one, but I think you got to save that one. What do you think? This is this is a lot of people in a match. This is a nine-person mm-hmm. match. How do we feel about the Trios division? How do we feel about this three-way? Um, House of Black is just coming off of their big win of defeating the Elite. So I f- feel like the they have their momentum rolling. You know, AEW is investing. They're not a newer trio, but for a while they were kind of, they were never at the forefront of any division, you know. But now they are. So if you want to keep their momentum rolling, you want to keep this push going, and you want to prove that their win at Revolution wasn't a fluke, a win here would be huge. Again, you have people like Chris Jericho in there, obviously, the elite. However, I, it's going to be an interesting blend because the Jericho Appreciation Society is so sneaky and cunning against like the dark brooding forces of the house of black against you know as they say like the the flippy the flippy guys you know the guys who can pull anything out in the elite the young bucks and kenny um so this is gonna be this is gonna be a blend like you said it's gonna be nine men it's gonna be an interesting blend of styles and attitudes and characters and i'm low-key here for it to be honest yeah, it's going to be a really fun match. I expect House of Black to retain. And there's no reason for them to hotshot the mm-hmm. trio's titles so quickly. I think yeah. we need to, to keep them on House of Black for a little bit and see what they do. And on top of that, maybe there's place to start telling stories with JAS and the Elite or even 
you know, Garcia and Guevara being part of that that uh, trios team for JAS, mm-hmm. that that starts to mean something. They got to get to that story as well. True. And, you know, House of Black are going to start finding new opponents. I wouldn't mind JAS versus House of Black three on three. I think we'll get there eventually. Speaking of getting there eventually, <laughs> the outcasts are now a thing. The outsiders, if you will. No, we can't call them that. Uh, we got Ruby Soho. We've got Tony Storm and we've got Soraya and maybe the Garcia twins, but who knows? They're going to speak tonight. What do you think they're going to do? Because Willow came out last week and basically got beat up by her former tag team partner, Ruby Soho, after she beat Sky Blue. That was Ruby Soho mm-hmm. beat Sky Blue. Uh, what, are we, what are we doing? We, we're getting closer to this women's blood and guts match or what? I don't know. I feel like we are. I mean, what else would they have to be you know it i don't know what else they would have to say other than that they like recruited somebody else um i don't know i feel like this is a kind of wait and see situation you know what else do they have to say if they're leading leading up to blood and guts this would be the way to do it like why else would they be speaking tonight other than it being blood and guts i feel it's time to get there or at least we're slowly getting there but i think maybe we got to tell another we got to get to another chapter of the story and maybe it is setting up Ruby versus Willow just to kind of inch us closer. Otherwise we're, we're treading water, right? That's mm-hmm. fine. Uh, and then finally my main event, the <laughs> rebar mitzvah of the birthday boy, Maxwell, Jacob Friedman, MJF's rebar mitzvah. Um, I made this kind of a joke, but maybe it's, there's some truth to it. Uh, Max has won by cheating in his matches using the Dynamite Diamond Ring, using the AEW World Championship belt. He's he's cheated a lot to win. I think the rebar mitzvah is so that he starts using rebar on people to win their matches. What do you think? <laughs> do you know what rebar is? Because there a lot of people got confused. No, I actually don't know. Rebar is like that kind of like twisty metal that's used to like hold up bridges and buildings. And it looks like it looks like a big stick of metal with like turrets or not turrets with like um, with like rounds in it. Like if you were just do a Google search on rebar and you'll okay. feel fine. But like it is it's it's really tough metal is what it is. Interesting. So it's his rebar mitzvah. I just expect this to be a funny little segment. Mm-hmm. If there's a cake, I'm saying it now. Darby Allen is coming out of that cake to challenge MJF in this potential pillars four way match that people are talking about. What do you think of the the rebar mitzvah? It's just going to be MJF, you know, fitting into his character. You know, it's his actual birthday, too. So I I don't know. I just feel like he's just going to be his normal cocky self. You know, somebody might come. I think, you know, somebody's going to come out and crash the party. It's kind of a matter. Is it going to be Brian Danielson? Is it going to be somebody new? I feel like that's the payoff of this. You know, he's going to have that segment that where it's all about him and saying, you know, I'm the best. I beat the American dragon. This day's all about me. And then somebody is going to put him in his place again. Don't know who don't know who that is. Um, but no, no party, no, no wedding, no, no celebration ever goes without any interruption. It's true, and it's got someone's got to pop out of the cake, man. I'm telling you. Didn't someone- I? Didn't I see? I don't know if I saw correctly that, but like Danielson, I don't know if he was injured or there was something going on with him, so it was his. He likely wasn't going to be there tonight. Well, he said last week on AEW that he was going to go home for a little while, take a break. Oh, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. That's it. Which is fine. I mean, I think he should go home and take a break for a little bit. So yeah, it looks like we're going to be getting somebody new then. I, to I think we're going. Yeah, I think we're going for this four way. This pillars four way where it's MJF, it's Darby <gasps> Allen, it's uh, MJF. Sorry, Jungle not MJF. Um, Jungle Boy and potentially Sammy Guevara. Depending, I think the trios match is the finale. But at least try to start mm-hmm. setting up that it will be a four way of some sort. Yeah, and that's fine with me. We got a couple minutes left, so let's get these last two questions out of the way that I meant to bring in earlier, but clearly I wasn't paying attention. Uh, Caden asks, what are your thoughts on the Garcia triplet stable? Now, I got to I gotta preference this with uh, or not. I thought the it. same thing you did, Caden. Yes. <laughs> so, I think Caden got confused. I tweeted when they announced, when Nikki and Bree announced that they are now the Garcia twins. I said on Twitter, they should just partner up with Danny Garcia and take over the XFL. Mm-hmm. I'm not talking about Daniel Garcia, the wrestler. I am talking about The Rock's ex-wife and current business partner, Danny Garcia, D-A-N-I, not Danny Garcia, D-A-N-N-Y. 
Yeah. So that's the joke. And now that I've had to explain it, are they going to, are they going to win the AEW women's trios triplets championship? <laughs> oh, maybe. I got, nothing. I mean, never say never in wrestling as they say. I don't know. This is one time where I'm fairly comfortable <laughs> saying never. <laughs> And then finally, Lawrence, a friend of ours over at Love Wrestling, hits us off with, do you think Sami Zayn will ever hold the World Heavyweight Championship? At this point, I don't. And that's Sorry, okay. Lawrence, I don't. And that's okay. <laughs> the thing with Sami, and again, I understand. So Sami is a very interesting case. There were a lot of people who really wanted to see him win the title of and, course. and have his moment in Montreal. His moment in Montreal was having that match in Montreal mm-hmm. and literally being like the star of the weekend. He had the moment. I'm not saying he couldn't hold a heavyweight championship. It doesn't feel like they're going to do it. And if they do it, it won't be a very long one. It would be one of those summer reigns, in my opinion. And it's not because they don't believe in Sammy. It's just because what do you do afterwards? Or it might, or it might be one of those reigns where it's like win it at a pay-per-view, lose it at raw the next night. Oh, the Kane, Kane fiasco. Yeah. Or I mean, or I mean with the IC title, it would like happen to the Miz happen to Zack Ryder. Oh yeah. Um, That was good. It was always the night after WrestleMania too. Yeah. Winning the big match at WrestleMania and the next night, some newborn kid from NXT shows up, wins the IC title. Mm-hmm. But there's nothing wrong. Again, Sammy is such a great competitor and such a great actor in the ring that like he's one of those guys that doesn't need a championship to be the guy. Yeah. And it's okay. Ella, let's get out of here. We've run the run sheet. We've <laughs> gone through it all. Plug your stuff. I just want to say too, um, justice for Roxanne Perez. <laughs> okay hold on i will put this out there right now i th- first of all this is going to become the most convoluted work in the, the world Doing this match, she's just gonna, to have her come back last minute it's like she's either gonna okay so this is how you play it off she does the, the tiffany stratton doesn't win to get into the ladder match yeah and then she gets the match versus roxanne perez roxanne comes back and is like i'm fine give me my title i'm gonna go beat up tiffany stratton and then they do that. But then the women's ladder match becomes a number one contendership match, like a money in the bank style thing. And that can work. Do not give me she's got to win her title back in a ladder match because putting Roxanne back on the chase is a stupid move. I'm going to be honest. I could see them them doing that, putting her in the match just for her to win her own title back, to be oh, honest. To I be can honest. see it too. I just think it is... <laughs> hence justice for rocks and press i'm hoping that they come back next week and do something just like no what is this shit yeah don't and this. we still we still don't know how many other women are going to be in this ladder match yet right now there's two of them there seemed to be a third on the graphic but they didn't specify whether this was going to be a triple threat a fatal four-way we haven't there, there was no additional details and if you go on their Instagram, there's four. Yeah, so that would also make sense. So right now, Zoe's a heel, Gigi's a face, Tiffany and Lyra Valkyra also in like the last week or two have been like, I want that title. Those are heels. I guess. So does Stevie Turner. That's true. Was Stevie a face? Stevie's a heel. Very much a heel. Okay, that would be very heel heavy then. That's that's why. Roxanne Perez should be winning this match or you make this Gigi's the only face and then Gigi doesn't win the ladder match but has a mm-hmm. good showing you have a, a heel win the ladder match and Roxanne versus Tiffany goes down at stand and deliver Roxanne retains and the next opponent is the winner of the ladder match but the ladder but, match is going down at stand and deliver I know but I'm saying they, they said they use the word possibly when they talked about Roxanne and the world title and the women's mm-hmm. championship. So like, I wouldn't be surprised if they're just like, Nope, never mind. We're going to do the ladder match, but now it's a number one contendership match. And then they, all the oh, heels and the, got it. And then, yeah. And then got Tiffany's it. like, well, no, I called my shot. So I get my, I get the match versus Roxanne at stand. Yeah. But if Tiffany like loses her qualifying match, like, I mean, to be fair, Roxanne is just one where she would accept it to prove herself anyways. 
Yeah, exactly. No, we'll see what they do. But like, if they don't <laughs> do it somewhere like this, it's very convoluted, and I'm very yeah. confused. So we'll see. <laughs> I literally thought that us. those Shawn Michaels, when I saw the screenshots yesterday, I thought they were fake. I had to go to his account just to see for myself. Well, I'm glad you could because all of us are blocked anyway. I would be devastated if I got blocked by Sean. Yeah, that's what most people say. I keep now I'm paranoid ever since you said something. So I keep checking like multiple. I checked multiple <laughs> times today. I'm paranoid now. You don't need to be. It's okay. <laughs> I went back and figured out. I, I tried to figure out what it was that did it. Well, first of all, like I'll peel the curtain back. He doesn't run his own social. No. Someone else is doing it. And insofar, they're like, I've heard a story about someone being like, hey, why'd you block me? And then him, Sean being like, hmm, I have no idea. And then he went to the guy who was blocked, went to the handler and was like, give me your phone for a minute. Went on to Sean's account and unblocked himself from it. <laughs> Shit like that happens, but whatever. Yeah. Plug the stuff. Let's go. Uh, you can follow me on Twitter while I am uh, still not blocked by Shawn Michaels, unlike Joel Pearl, because I'm a good person. At It's Ella J on Twitter. If you go to the link tree in my bio, you can find all my links to all my podcasts and writing and all that fun stuff. <laughs> blocked by Teddy Long. Blocked by... I am blocked by Teddy Long, but literally everybody is. <laughs> I love I love that that whole thing started with Brandy Lauren being like, what yes. the hell did I do? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god i am at overall j-o-e-l-p-e-a-r-l uh that's everywhere go find me and go find ella go follow us at the run sheet pod ladies gentlemen friends beyond the binary go go drop your paper drop your pen run sheets over good night